Hey, it's Carla Farrell from the Steve Harvey Morning Show on the iHeart Podcast Network, talking AT&T. We've all got a lucky friend, the one who wants a big new TV and boom, suddenly that TV's on sale. Some people always seem to get the best opportunities or the best deals. Well, now some people are all people at AT&T because AT&T is giving all of their customers, both new and existing, the same great deals. That's right, everybody can get in on great AT&T deals all the time. Visit att.com slash best deals to learn more. Restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Samsung. Moms help everyone be their most epic selves. So for Mother's Day, help mom be her most epic with Samsung Galaxy Gifts. Like a smartwatch with next-level fitness tracking. Or the statement-making Galaxy Z Flip 5G that lets mom flex her style. This year, celebrate what makes mom epic with Samsung Galaxy. Like a million bucks, bucks, things in its cups. Mm-hmm. Y'all tell me who could it be for Steve Harvey? Oh, yeah. Listen to me. Mm-hmm. Put your hands together for Steve Harvey. Put your hands everybody y'all listening to the voice a come on dig me now a one and only steve harvey got a radio show got a radio show and got something to say too man i thank god for it i thank god for my life i thank god for how in the midst of storms he calms me you know uh i was going through another uh trial in my life you know which is life is going to always be that you know it's a it's a <laughs> I think the the things that I say on the radio, I, I want you all to understand that I do so have to put them into practice all the time. And uh, I was going through something yesterday. 
And I don't know how long I'll be going through it, but I'll be fine however long it takes because I, I have something, man. I'm going to share it with you. A lot of you got it. But I don't, I don't think sometimes we appreciate it until we have to use it. And, and that thing that we got is prayer. Prayer is available to every single person. Prayer is so important, man. It's so important. I'm, I'm not afraid to say it, though. It's so, so important to you because it's such a comfort. It's such an island that you can go to. I was going through something yesterday, and uh, somebody close to me knew about it. And they sent me something in the middle of it. And it said uh, simply that God does not guarantee us a life free from trouble. But he does promise to be our refuge in the midst of the storm. See, and that was so cool for me because, you know, oftentimes I'm on the radio and I'm talking. And, and, and I know you all think I'm talking to you. But like I said, oftentimes I'm just talking to myself, man. Because I'm just like you. I'm just a human being trying to get through. I happen to come under attack, as does everybody else. I got trials and tribulations just like everybody else. So when I'm talking, I'm talking to myself a lot of times. And all of us are faced with things. But the beautiful thing, and one of the things I've always said, that on your way to success, there's going to be opposition. I've always said that the road to success is always under construction. I have always said these things. But I also have to hear these things. And I, even whoever I am and all of us, have to apply these things. And see, when I was sitting there going through it, man, somebody texted this to me and just simply said that God does not guarantee us a life free from trouble. But he does promise to be our refuge in the midst of the storm. And you know, man, what prayer enables you to do is have just a little closer relationship with God. It allows you to form a barricade when necessary. It allows you to have a place to go when necessary. It provides you a place of shelter when it get real, real windy and real, real funky for you. When the bullets and arrows is flying, there's a place that you can tuck yourself. I always like to refer to it as under his wings. I like to get tucked under his wings when the bullets and arrows is flying. You know, I, I do realize, man, through my life, and I've been taught this over and over and over, Isaiah 43, 1 and 2, that someone to the effect that you can walk through the fire and you will not get burned, nor will kindling set upon your clothing. And what I learned from that scripture, y'all, was simply this, that if you do have this relationship with God, if you are making an attempt to be righteous, trying to live your life to the best. You ain't stepping on nobody, trying to hurt nobody. You're giving God some glory. You're talking with him. You know, you're making some mistakes along the way, but you know what I'm saying. You ain't, you ain't just mailing it in. You are consciously trying to be a righteous person. Then there's a promise that he gives to you, that he would be there for you. Now, here's the promise. The promise says something just like this that you will be able to walk through the fire and not get burned, nor will kindling set upon your clothing. Now, what that means to me, my interpretation of it, real simple. Some things are going to happen to you. And when they happen to you, it's not his doing. When, when you come under attack, when, you, when, when, the, when the haters come for you, 
it, it's never his doing. But he going to walk with you, though, and allow you to walk through the fire and you will not get burned. That's amazing, man, because I got a little fire going on right now. But guess what? They can't consume me with it because in their attempts to do what they do to you, to me, to anybody that's trying to go somewhere and mind your business, in their attempts to do what they're setting out to do, here's a problem with that now. If you got God, if you use this little weapon of prayer that he gives you, he'll provide you a refuge, but he'll let you walk through the fire and you will not get burned. Now, the part where it talks about won't no kindling set upon your clothing, that's kind of like if, if, if you've been in a house that's been on fire before, you know. You can walk in and soot on the walls. It's a smell in the air. You can see the damage. I mean, a house that's been on fire until the repairs come, the restoration, you can walk in there and know that there's been a fire. Weeks later, after the house has been on fire, you can walk in because you can smell it. You can see the singe marks. But here's the difference. Houses, you know, I'm, I'm talking about just structural buildings. They, they don't have ongoing relationship with God. So I ain't talking about your temple or church or nothing, so please don't go there. I'm just telling you a fact. A house does not possess a soul. A person possesses a soul. So your relationship with God is, is, is where your refuge is. So now, here we go. When you have a little walk with God, when you got some faith in him, hear what happens to you, y'all. When they come for you, when they attack you, the part that it says you won't get burned, but the no kindling, that means when it's over, no kindling was set upon you. That'll be, there won't be no soot on you. There won't be no singe marks on you. You won't smell like you've been on fire. You won't even look like you've been nowhere near a fire. But the whole time, the fire was raging all around you. But there's a place that you can go when your life is on fire, when you come under attack. There's a spot. There's a spot if you know God. If, you, if you're just trying to be righteous, if you just go over there and get over there by him just a little bit, y'all. If you just send up some earnest prayers and, and pray it and mean what you say. There's a spot you can go that you can tuck under his wings. And you will walk through the fire and you won't get burned. Now, here's the part, though. I want you to feel me now. It did not say in there that it would not get ungodly hot. <laughs> That's the cold part. now. <laughs> Come on, y'all. Because what did I tell you that the dude uh, texted me the other day? What did I just tell you? I just simply said, that God does not guarantee us a life free from trouble. But he does promise to be our refuge in the midst of the storm. Now, I'm in one right now, but I want you to understand something. When you come for me, you don't come from somebody that's standing over there by himself. I have a relationship with him. And I'm, I use continually on a daily basis more than three times a day, that beautiful little gift, that weapon of prayer that he's given to me. So while the storm is raging, I want everybody to know I'm just fine. I'm just, now, I'm uncomfortable. I don't like it. I do not like what happens to me. No more than you like what happens to you. But I got news for you, though. I'm so covered, and I stand there in that place of refuge, man, and I drank that up. And, man, today, I'm telling you, man, 
God's promises are true, that he'll be with you in the midst of a storm, that he'll hold your hand. God's promises are true. All you got to do is lean on them. You feel me? Check it out. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies, boys, gentlemen, women, this is the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Uh, what we're about to do today, I like that lead up there. What we're about to do today is let the ignorance begin. Yes, Good sir. morning, Shirley. Good morning, Steve. Hello, Carla. Good morning, sir. How are you? Wonderful, Junior. Morning, Uck. And the ignorant one, the fool, nephew, Tommy. Top, 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 top of the morning, Uncle Steve. Yeah, man. So what's happening today, y'all? What's going on? Anything I can just, you know, y'all want anything from me today? You need anything from me today? Today is called I'm Here. You just here. I'm here for you. you. For uh, Oh, wow. All of you, anybody, callers, I don't care what it is. Mm-hmm. This is Steve Harvey here day. I am uh-huh. here today. Anything you want, for, I don't care what it is. No holes barred, no limits. No limits. You go first, Tommy. I'm taking requests. Well, let me don't just... ask me for no, no damn money. money. Okay, I know well, that's that was coming. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. okay. So you okay. Let me move back down uh-huh. on my list then. Okay. Well, yeah, go I'm ahead, out. You I go first, Tommy. Yeah. Money off. Okay. Uh. I got my apartment straight in L.A. Uh-huh. Nah, I need a vehicle. You uh-huh. got a rose that you ain't really using. Hmm. So. <laughs> Come on, nephew. It's just like asking. Do you money. think it's possible that I can use that till I get on my feet? Well, let me ask you this right here. Hmm. Is there a reason why you won't ship your rose from where it is parked, cause so then it'll be sitting and doing nothing. And why don't you ship it out here where it can keep earning this keep? Cause you owe on yours. <laughs> <laughs> what they got to do if it's paid off or not? <laughs> you owe on yours. See, if you owe on yours, then your car need to be out here doing some duty. <laughs> you all changing and, you know, tire rotating and, Tune-ups and huh. gassing. He need to earn his keep. <coughs> so what I don't want you to do, Tommy, is be sending your money in to these people and your car just over there chilling. <laughs> you need to go to work. Man, see how helpful I am yeah, today? Man. You are. Mm-hmm. Next really now, Carl, I mean, Carl, Carla and Shirley, let me ask you a question. Uh-huh. Did mm-hmm. not that make perfectly good sense? I, to me, it did. <sighs> I, I don't know why he didn't kind? think of it himself. Yeah, wasn't it kind? Best yes, it was, and I, I I applaud you for that, Steve. And yes. Shirley, I'm gonna be kind all day. <gasps> Whoa! <laughs> what? I don't care what you say Whoa. to me. I'm not gonna be mean about it. I'm going to be kind. Okay, Ooh, big lips. Push your buttons. Okay, big lips. Let's okay. go. Well, Shirley, no, okay. you can't throw rocks. <laughs> no, it's no problem. <laughs> it's no he's problem. He's going to be kind no matter what. You can what. call me Big Lips. Anybody <laughs> with bug eyes has the right to call this? another person Big Lips. I accept that. Let this day begin. <laughs> All right, today is the last day of Black History Month, and we got to get those little-known Black History facts in, okay? Sometimes we miss them. It's a short month. 
So it's time for something funny. We'll be back at 32 after the hour. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Let's go. It is time for the last day of our little-known Black History facts on this last day of Black History Month. Wow. Here it is. First mm. African-American okay. to All drop right. the mic was Randy Watson from the What's Going Down episode of That's My Mama. That is the first person to actually <laughs> drop the, the mic. Is the Randy Watson from, from Coming to America? Yeah. That's the Randy Watson. That's it. Light blue tuxedo. Randy Watson, first one to Sexy drop the chocolate. mic. Sexy chocolate. Honestly, I thought it was Steve. Honestly, all these years. No, it was not Steve. I thought it was I Steve It was Harvey. Randy Watson. It's all right, you made it famous, Steve. Oh, I got a photo. Yeah, I tell you what. You know, have y'all ever wondered why it is necessary for us to sit still during a thunderstorm? Yeah. Hmm. Y'all ain't even know. Well, it was no, because no. of Berlina Big Bomber Babino, who was the first person to mm-hmm. believe that during a thunderstorm, anything could get you struck by lightning. She the first one. What? Mm. Yeah, she's the first one to believe that anything you did could get you struck by lightning. Like, who is that doing all that breathing? Hush! You're going to get struck by lightning. <laughs> you can breathe. Who is that in there eating chips? <laughs> Cut all that chewing out, you're going to get struck by lightning. Anything. <laughs> anything. <laughs> you couldn't do nothing at her house. Mm. Mm. <laughs> who is that doing all that blinking in here? You're going to get struck by lightning. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it's about eyes, here you come. <laughs> Here's a very small one that y'all didn't know about. Okay, let us know. These are very long, very Little unknown known. black history moments. Yes, uh-huh. uh-huh. Ruta Mae Jenkins. Yeah. Uh-oh. The first black woman to ever roll her eyes. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? First one. Ruta Mae Jenkins. Was First in a one. field one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> the field. Overseer came by and said, uh, <laughs> If you don't fill up this bag without mm. even looking at him, uh-huh. she rolled her damn eyes. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, thank you, because okay. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. No, that's Check this you out. Uh-huh. This right here, 19. I think it was about 1968. Jasper Jenkins was sweeping up Bailey's juke joint. You understand that? Uh Uh Jasper Jenkins sweeping up Bailey's juke joint. Swept up everything. Couldn't find no dustpan nowhere. He Uh looked and looked. Finally, he got tired. Went over there to where the man play records at. Grabbed Etta James' album and use that as the dustpan. He is the first person <laughs> to use an album cover as a dustpan. Remember that, Jasper Come Jane. on, Jasper. Uh, All right, Jasper. Jasper Jane. Wow, see, you never know these things. Yeah. You don't know right. these things. Yeah, people don't talk don't about it. Yeah. yeah. We need to know our history. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, I got to Got to know your history. Mm-hmm. Come on, let's go. Come I got on. a partner that, uh, 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 you fight dog. He fought a dog before. What? Fought a dog? One. Yeah. One, but he ain't the first person to do so. It was Edgar Right Hand Jay Livingston, a uh, first black person to knock out a pit bull. Smooth out. <laughs> what? what happened? <laughs> I don't know, but he the first one we saw. Other dogs then retreated and locked themselves in their own kennel. Let me tag that because I, what was his name again? Edgar Right Hand Jay Livingston. I remember. <laughs> 
because he, my great great grandfather you passed remember. that story down. Oh, really? Edgar had escaped. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The hounds was on him. Oh God! <laughs> he had cut across the river. How you doing, yeah. Carla? And that one pit bull hound stayed on that track and shot across the river and saw him yeah. to climb up in the tree. Mm-hmm. Edgar turned around, knocked his ass, and smooth out. <laughs> <laughs> went on to freedom, went right on laid, by and later opened up the first peach cobbler selling company. <laughs> what? Yeah. Why is that going to get? We yeah, we get peach cobbler. Yeah, but that boy can make some peach cobbler. <laughs> when he got the freedom, he found his talent. Dog. That right hand. That right hand. Because he had ran across a couple peach groves when he escaped, uh-huh. and he kept them in his pocket. Mm. And they got hot in that sun and melted. Mm. And that's when he discovered hell. If you put bread with this, yeah, I'll be there. Oh, really? This beat problem. We're doing little yeah. known black history. Here it is. Mm-hmm. We need to know our history. Yeah. Uh-huh. Harold Mellon. Harold. Harold Mellon. Harold Mellon. Mm-hmm. Last name Water was the first person in church to ever get in an argument, and whisper the famous words, mm-hmm. meet me outside. <laughs> <laughs> at church? At, that was the first time. You can put that anyway. It was at church. <laughs> and he got in an argument, and he couldn't say what he wanted to say, so uh-huh. he leaned over and he said, meet me outside. <laughs> and to this day, everybody know yeah. that mm. if you go outside, you're going to get your ass <laughs> Thank you, Harold. Little known black history facts. Let's go. 1961, Memphis, Tennessee, 5 o'clock in the evening. Ernestine Petaway uh-huh. was washing her clothes at a laundromat. Folks called her Steen. Everybody knew her. Mm. It was kind of packed in there. Right when she was getting ready to move stuff from the from the washer to the dryer, mm-hmm. a lady intercepted her dryer. That lady right there was Norma Jean Kirkpatrick. Mm. Now... Nah, Mm-hmm. The fight started, but before it started, Ernestine took her earrings off. She is the first lady to take her <laughs> earrings off before a fight and whoop Norma Jean's ass. Oh, right there. I'm sorry. Right there, Memphis, Tennessee, 1961. I have one quick one. All right, hurry. Yes, Steve. A little known black history fact. Uncle Thomas Wright. Okay. Uh-oh. Will later be known as Uncle Tom. <laughs> the first black person that they had put in charge of the other black people when Massa wasn't around. Yeah. And that's when the term H-E-N-I-C was born. All right, coming up next, uh, nephew uh, Tommy will run that prank back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, Miss Ann is going to be here with today's national news. But right now, the nephew is on deck with Run That Prank Back. What you got, Neff? Um, well, we're going to run that thing back. It on, is Spike. Asian cleaners. Belt loops. Come on, Spike. Be quiet, Spike. There you go. There you go. Come on, go to sleep now. Hello? Is this, is, uh, is this the cleaners? Yeah, it's the cleaners. Uh, is this the cleaners? This is the cleaners. Okay, hey, listen, I'll be bringing my clothes to y'all out of town. 
Somebody done messed up a pair of my pants. Oh, the, the pants. You know the feet the pants? Say what? The, the pants is no fit you. You can bring it in. We fit it for you. No, 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 no. Y'all done already messed up enough. What I'm trying to say right here is, is that whoever did the pants took the belt loops off the pants. But who, 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 who the wash the pants? Who the what? Who, who, who the wash your pants? Y'all the people, I told y'all I want to starch in my jeans. You know, I told y'all I want to make sure my jeans stand up by themselves. Okay, y'all put the starch in it, but the problem is y'all uh, took the belt loops off the pants. Do you, you pay already? Do you pay? Say what? Do you pay? Yeah, I paid y'all the damn money. Y'all gave what? me the pants. I ain't know the belt loops wasn't on there till I got on. What, what what's your name? What's your name? Washington. What? Washington. What? what? Washington. What's your first name? Your first name? I don't never leave my first name. I'm always Washington. I, I, I had to find a receipt to see what you uh, what's wrong with your pants. Did your last your last name what what? Washington. Oh, oh, hi. Why you can't understand what I'm trying to say to you? Wait, wait, wait. Who, 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 who to help you with your clothes? Who, who the person that help you with the clothes? The lady that I always be in the front is the one that helped me. The, 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 the uh. The older lady, she the one I always help me. Let me see, okay? You do, you do it. What is you saying to her? No, she's not here. She's not here. What, what, is, what you, you just you got somebody, to say? I need you to speak English. This is an English situation. Okay, okay. She she not speak. She not speak it. Okay, so I I I I translate for her. Okay, she. She, she not here. If you want to call, come tomorrow, then we help you with the clothes, okay? But there's no, nobody no, here. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You ain't understanding me. My belt loops is off my pants. We know that we know to take it. It did not we don't have it here. We just wash the clothes. We don't take the Y'all did do that. Y'all did take the belt loops off. You do you wait, okay? Okay? I what? Wait, okay? Yeah, I wait. Go go ahead. Okay, just hang right up. Nói là nó đem cái cuộn vô để sửa Cái sâu uh, sửa làm sao Cái unit nó mang không được Mấy cái, cái ấy mà cái gì? Hey, I, What I told you I, I told you English didn't I? What do you We try, we try to, to help the problem okay? I understand you try to help the problem But this is an English problem I okay, need I you to be speaking English I, When you're trying to hell what's English, going on right here Say what? I speak the English to you, you I, I don't understand what you say I say I need you to speak English. You're not speaking I English. Just, I just speak the English to you. Why you not you you not here? Look, you know what? Hold up. All I'm saying is this right here. Somebody got my damn bell loops and it took them out my pants. And somebody finna put these back on. Or okay, finna you know we we what? we tell you that we are fixed upon. Okay, and you you bring it in. And, you know, there's nothing I can do for you on the phone, okay? You want to fix the pan, you have to bring in another day, okay? No, it ain't okay. I ain't fixed to bring in nothing. I ain't fixed to bring in nothing. What, what, what do you want me to do on the phone, okay? If I don't have the pan, how are you going to fix it? You have to bring it in tomorrow, okay? The, the, the father will be here tomorrow, you bring it in, okay? That's it. Who's going to be there tomorrow? I, I, it's very busy today. I don't have time to do this on the phone, okay? Hey, 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 no, it ain't okay. Y'all going to fix my...
Brilliant. No, you don't. You you paid money, okay? Did you, I always say I just fix it, okay? You sit on the phone and you, you scream and you yell, and there's nothing I can do for you. No, you ain't supposed to do it for me. You finna fix my damn prayer. Y'all done took the bell loose on my okay? prayer. I don't have to fix anything, okay? We, we here to help you, but if you don't want to work with us, then no, we cannot help you, okay? Hey, let me tell you something. Y'all gonna make me come over there and whoop some you up in that mom. You come here, okay? You come here and you talk to us, okay? And I have the police here. I have the police here, and then you take care with them, okay? When somebody gonna put my damn belt loose back on my prayers, see? That's all I'm saying okay, right there. Okay, okay. You, you, you don't yell at me, okay? Say what? You don't yell at me, okay? You want to, you want to talk to him? He, he take care of you tomorrow, who, who gonna okay? Take care of me tomorrow? You got the you talk to him. Who's gonna take care of me? The the father, he's gonna hear you talk to him and you mess you mess with him, then he take care of no, you. No, your okay? dad ain't finna do nothing to me. I don't tomorrow. I don't deal with you, okay? Your dad you better he better have them damn bell loops. That's what he better have. No, he don't have to do nothing, okay? Cause we not we not we not mess up your pet. We try to help you. You got the problem, you talk to him and he 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 will kick your okay? He gonna do what? He gonna kick your He gonna kick my Is that what you just said? Oh 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 look. Did you just say your daddy was going to kick my Yeah, he could take care of you, and you were going to go to police, okay? You go to jail, okay? Okay, look here. I got something else I need to say to y'all. Is you listening? I, I hear what? I said, is you listening? What do you want? What's the problem? Huh? Hey, do you have a man that works for you and your cleaner's name, John? You want to talk to John? No. My name is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got prank phone called by John that works in your cleaner's. What? John just tell you to call me? To fix your pants? <laughs> what did you, what did John call me? Is this Sue? What the, what the what is your name? Is your name Sue? That, that's my name. You, you, you always get mad at John for listening to the radio in the morning, oh. right? Oh, oh, he just call you on the, ra- on the radio? John got me to prank phone call you. I work at the radio show. Oh, that's not funny. I gotta ask you, what is the best radio show in the land? Oh, that the the Steve the Steve Hardy show. Yeah, you tell you tell the Steve to come here and get a watch and watch his pants. We get okay. it. Okay. I, 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 I let him know. What y'all think? Oh, this is one of my favorites that you know that huh? is one of my I love that. I love that one. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, let me put this out there right now. What's that? Baltimore, Maryland. The nephew is coming to town mm-hmm. at the Baltimore Comedy Factory. There are. There's a show on Thursday. There's two on Friday, two on Saturday. That's this weekend. Guess what? Saturday gone. Sold all the way out. First show Friday gone. Sold out. So you ain't, ain't that too many more tickets left. The nephew coming to the Baltimore Comedy Factory. Tickets on sale right now. That's tomorrow night, Thursday. Friday, two shows, two shows Saturday. Ain't no sense in looking at Saturday and Friday because they buy gone. Thursday, that right? That's that's what you got left. Right two there. Shows Come hang sold out with out your boy. At Baltimore yes, Comedy Factory. Congratulations. Yes, sir. Well, boy, you're going to be able to go up to Netflix and use it. <laughs> <laughs> half me. We know half me. <laughs> That's just sitting there, Junior. Just sitting there. Right, half a million. It's, it's, it's a half a million sitting uh-huh. over here. They got that in the budget. That's in the budget. Hey, Tommy, yes. You know what? how many comedians what? has Tommy, them what popped you up? Do? What's your minimum number you would do a special for Netflix? Now, that I would definitely be coming to you asking. I wouldn't no, know No, but what just that go is. ahead. What you think? Your minimum number for Netflix. 
minimum hundred. Can I get a hundred? Oh, a hundred. Yeah. Uh, we gotta go. Okay, yeah. <laughs> oh, he's he's thinking you should have asked for that, more. Can I get that other foe she left on? <laughs> All right, coming up at the top of the hour, Delta <laughs> Airlines finds itself uh, in kind of the middle of this whole gun debate thing. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, uh, bowing to public pressure, Delta Airlines announced on Saturday that the airlines was dropping its contract with the NRA for low-cost fares for members flying to the group's annual meeting. While the announcement pleased the student activists and those pushing for gun control, as you know, Delta has its headquarters in Atlanta, it's been trying to talk uh, Georgia's Republican-led legislation into giving it a tax break on its purchase of jet fuel, which could add to up to tens of thousands of dollars. Former Republican Senate uh, State Senator Rick Jeffries, who is now running for lieutenant governor, tweeted, if Delta is so flush that they don't need NRA members' hard-earned dollars, they can certainly do without the $40 million tax break, $40 million tax break they're asking uh, Georgia taxpayers for. Uh, current Lieutenant Governor and State Senate President Casey Cagle uh, also had a threat for the airline, tweeting, I will kill any tax legislation that benefits uh, Delta unless the company changes its position and fully reinstates its relationship with the NRA. See, that wow. Corporations that's can wow, wow, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Listen man. to me. That's yeah. foul on so many it's, levels. It is, man. Steve. It really that's is. All so them so you all. can't stand up for something righteous. Mm-hmm without the fear of losing discounts of a business and all of this here. That's so foul on so many levels. That's mm. how much money the NRA is paying, folks. Yeah. You have no idea how much money, how many of these politicians they got in their pocket, and that just goes to show you how many of them are stuffed so deeply into the NRA's mm-hmm. pocket. Mm-hmm. That's why we can't get the gun laws changed. They support the candidates, the candidates win, and they're beholding to the NRA. Yep. That's what it is, you know? So now they're trying to tap Delta Airlines. Yeah. Man, man, let me help you understand something. It's finna get ugly, man. Because the NRA can't pull that many strings. It, it, it can go badly for them if enough people stick together. Well, it has to do with voting for sure. Just like Carla just said, it has to do with voting. We have to vote. We have to. Mm. We have to vote. Now yeah. more than ever. Yeah. Because we have to get these gun laws changed. We have yeah. to. And they're kind of backpedaling now. You know, yeah. it, it was big when the kids were out there, you know, the students from Parkland uh, High School mm-hmm. in Florida, when they were out there, you know, when you could see them on the TV. But now it's, you know, each day we don't talk about it as much, you know. And and that's oh, what the, the students were afraid ground, of. Man. Yeah. Huh. What'd you say, Carla? That's what the students were afraid of, you guys, because they go back to school today. Yeah, today. Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And they were afraid that when they went back to school, their protests and their marching and their they're wanting change would lose momentum Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because so they always do you know the momentum is high when the incident happens now it's almost two weeks and it's starting you know to slowly reach you know not the lead story anymore Mm -hmm. (sighs) yeah it's crazy i know steve you've been saying it's about money and power you keep saying that but they're still having their march though on on the 24th of march right they're still Correct. having that march on Washington, the students. You you think the airlines are back down, huh? Uh, no. 
because let, let, me, let me explain something to you. Uh, they want you to believe that the NRA has 14 million people in it. But the NRA, the NRA claims to have only 5 million members. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, See, so what? 5 million p- people, you, you, you're looking at, that's just members. What, what they're trying to do, it, it's a real trick that they're doing. They don't really care about that. It's the amount of money that they take from the profits of the gun sales. Mm-hmm. That's what drives the NRA, the profit of gun sales. But I see it's it. just to keep that money coming to pay these politicians so they can keep making these guns, making this profit. I see what the most important amendment is, though, now. <laughs> All right, Miss Ann is here, Steve. Ladies and gentlemen, she's here, Miss Ann Tripp. Thank you very much, everybody. This is Andrew with the news, and we're going to get into that a little bit now. Students at Marjorie Stoneham Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, go back to class today for a half a day, although some students say they just can't they can't go inside those walls. They say it's like going inside of an airplane after it's crashed. 17 people were killed on Valentine's Day. There will be counselors on the premises to help the students. Meanwhile, the U.S. Department of Justice is coming out against a device used to increase the rapid-fire capacity of various rifles. It's called a bump stock. U.S. Attorney General said told a gathering of state attorney generals yesterday about his plans to get rid of it. Top people in the Department of Justice have believed for some time that uh, we can, through regulatory process, uh, not allow the bump stock to uh, convert a weapon from semi-automatic to um, fully automatic. Problem is, an effort to ban the bump stocks fizzled last year, even after the president and some other lawmakers expressed support for it. And that was even after close to 60 people were killed by a gunman at an outdoor country music concert in Vegas. So, you know, got to hold your breath on that one. Meanwhile, a House Intelligence Committee looking into Russia's cyber attacks against the U.S. leading up to the 2016 presidential election questioned the head of the NSA yesterday, Chief Admiral Mike Rogers, with Connecticut Democrat Richard Blumenthal pressing the issue. Would you agree with me that the Russians have been in no way deterred from this. Oh, yes, sir. I think that's true. They're doing it with impunity. They could care less what we think. They're continuing to attack us. Yes, sir. So thus far, the response of the United States of America to this ongoing attack has been completely inadequate. It hasn't changed the calculus, is my sense. It It has not changed the calculus calculus or the behavior on the part of the Russians. When another lawmaker asked the admiral if the president had ever authorized him to disrupt Russia's hacking operation at the source, the head of the NSA said no. The body of the late Reverend Billy Graham lying in repose at the Capitol Rotunda today and Thursday. And today is National Get Rid of the Dummy You've Been Dating Day. Gotta go, gotta go. (laughs) Be back with more entertainment at today's trending topics 20 minutes after the hour the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Okay, <laughs> breaking news. Uh, you guys know Safari. You know who he is. He's Nicki Minaj's ex yeah, from uh, Love and Hip Hop New yeah, York yeah. and L.A. Well, he yeah. leaked some nude pictures on Twitter. You guys hear about this? And apparently it was a big deal. Okay? Right wink, wink. Uh, ladies are going crazy. They're looking at him very differently. I mean, they're looking at him very differently. Uh, you remember that song Nicki Minaj had, uh, Anaconda? Mm-hmm. Well, people are suspecting that it may, be an, may have been about him, about Safari. 
Oh, he got his manhood on, on the I'm social media? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Well, I ain't searching for that. <laughs> how much money he made? <laughs> I don't know how much money he's making. I'm just saying. That's well, the news. You know. <laughs> I'd rather be a bigger man at the bank. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm sure you would. I got an anaconda, but I'm broke. I got an anaconda. <laughs> I can't buy nothing. I got an anaconda. I'm well, in a the music used producer. Car. So I got an not... anaconda. I can't go far. I'm out of anaconda. I ain't living in a house. I live in an anaconda. I got a mind like a mouse. I got an anaconda. Everything going wrong. I got an anaconda. <laughs> then I never wrote the song. I got an anaconda. <laughs> He's so stupid. Boy, Safari is shutting down social media. Yeah, he really did. I mean, women are going crazy. Well, Nikki still. So have y'all seen it? No. Uh uh-uh. uh. No. Well, yeah, they've seen, seen it. it. Yeah, no, I haven't. Us. I see y'all what's trending. Y'all done the story, but it. ain't seen it. No, I haven't oh, seen it. I see what's trending. No, I haven't oh, seen did. it yet. No. I mean, I haven't seen it. Sure. <laughs> how you miss? <laughs> You said, How you yeah. missed the story, Shannon? <laughs> I tell you who has looked it up, that damn monitor. <laughs> I oh, can you, promise you that. And you uh-huh. know this, yeah. It was all over social media yesterday, though, guys. They talking about yeah. he from Wakanda. Uh, from Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs> With the anaconda and all of Mississippi, that. Mississippi, I mean... you seen it? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just spelled Safri. <laughs> yeah. S A F. What? Why do you need to? R-E. Why do you need to know the spelling of it, Steve? Cause we finna look it up. Oh, okay. <laughs> you can really look up. <laughs> okay. What the hell difference it make to me? I don't give a damn. <laughs> I ain't never had no damn complaints. I might not be him, but hell, he ain't me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta know how to use what you got. That's right. That's you right. Understand? <laughs> you understand? You gotta take what you got and make it work. You are sexy at you the bank. Hell, he already done lost Nicki Minaj. Yeah. Obviously, you wasn't doing something. The Anaconda couldn't keep that. Now, hell no. What is the Safari Challenge? What is going on? I'm going to get in the Safari Challenge, but I'm going to tell you right now, uh-huh. I'm going to use Photoshop. <laughs> yeah, get in there. Yeah, Photoshop I'm going to tell you yourself. right now. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, your friend Dwayne Wade uh, learned that Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School student uh, and shooting victim Joaquin Oliver was buried in his in D. Wade's Miami Heat jersey. Okay, listen to it now. Dwayne got very emotional. He was very emotional over this. He later took to Twitter to pay his respect to Oliver's memory and reemphasized why NBA players will remain outspoken on social issues. D-Way tweeted a picture of Joaquin Oliver with the caption, This is Joaquin Oliver. He was one of the 17 young lives that were lost tragically at Douglas High School in Parkland. Uh, Joaquin was one of many that I heard was excited about my return to Miami and yesterday was buried in my jersey. This is why we will not just shut up and dribble. The last statement, of course, uh, Dwayne, you know, was referring to the um, Fox newscaster, Miss Arrogant Laura Ingram, when she said, shut up and dribble to LeBron James and Kevin Durant. So there, take that. What, what I want to know about her is what qualifies her to be a spokesperson for anything. And, you know, she was making reference to the way the, the LeBron and uh, Kevin talk. But I keep telling people issues, over and yeah. over. And about how they felt that about the, the way you uh-huh. sound has nothing to do with your level of intelligence. Absolutely. 
something well said don't have to be well spoken. See, mm-hmm. and that's why people, so they try to use their little education like they mo. Mm-hmm. But this brother that you're telling to shut up and dribble has managed to build a billion dollar empire. So yeah. how stupid is he? Yeah. You can take your ass to all these colleges and where you at. You on Fox. She's on Fox. Ta-da. (laughs) (laughs) Ta-da. But what a tribute. to me like um, you should have dropped out and got your ass a basketball. (laughs) (laughs) And and what a tribute to his his love of D-Wade, this young man who got buried in his jersey, you know? I mean, I I could see how that would touch um, Dwayne Wade, you know? Yeah, he was emotional. He was crying. He was very emotional. Mm -hmm. And you know, man, Hey man, these brothers care. Yeah, they these do. brothers care. Yeah. They actually care. This generation of ball players, man, are, are making moves. Mm-hmm. The football players are making moves. They're conscious. And so, and these this student body at this Florida school, they're not gonna let this go. Yeah. This is the generation that's gonna get it done and change it. And you see how dirty the NRA play now, don't you? Oh, now, they yeah. sitting up in here talking about if you don't let these members fly with this discount, you ain't going to get no gas discount. You see how they play? Mm-hmm. It's all about the money, and they know it. Yeah. They know it. Wow. Well, don't worry about it, Delta. I'm flying Delta next week. And <laughs> your ground, Delta. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, stand. Wow. I, I mean, I applaud Delta and United and uh, Avis and all Budget Rent-A-Car and all of them, Everybody. you know. Yeah, who revoked those all discounts. All they got to do is tell them kids and let them kids get busy. Oh, okay, so excuse me. So you're going to keep gas prices high so the rest of our tickets can stay high because y'all can't get a discount to fly to y'all. And it's just to the meetings. Yeah. It's yeah. just to the NIA meet. Yeah. The I, annual meetings. Yeah. yeah. I think they have them in Dallas or mm-hmm. somewhere. Yeah. That's and cool. I, I've really, you know, we have to put those kids in our prayers today. They're really strong. They're very articulate. But they're they're very young. Like the like the young man said, we're just kids. I mean, I think he just was 16. Kids. We're just kids. And they have to go back to school today, you know, yes. less than two weeks or, or two man, weeks that, to the day, I should say. That mm-hmm. young kid right, spoke right. better than the president, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he oh, all he's very well spoken. Yeah, ain't hard. Tommy, you speak better. Than that ain't hard. <laughs> <laughs> I heard a baby talk better than the president. <laughs> I'm gonna just say something real revealing here. Okay, this is the first president that has the same vocabulary I got. <laughs> That's it's it's less than that. That's thought provoking. It's less than that. Yeah, That's just, listen to me. I think you're a little better. This is the first Steve. president yeah. where everything he said, I've understood exactly. So you can be president. Bottom line. And even line. at the end of it, went damn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, coming up after this, nephew Tommy has a prank phone call. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it is today's Strawberry Letter, and you don't want to miss that. But right now, it is the nephew here with today's prank phone call. What you got, Neff? Uncle Steve? My man. Lester Tucker. Come on. (laughs) on, Shut up. (laughs) Black History Month. Shut damn mouth. (laughs) On the last day. Yeah. Come on, man. This is how you shut it down with Lester Tucker. (laughs) 
Uh, yes, I'm trying to reach uh, Lester Tucker. This is Lester Tucker. All right, Mr. Tucker, how you doing? This is uh, Curtis Watkins, Soul Brother Number 9. I'm with the BP of A. and uh, The BP of A, Black People of America. What the? Okay. Well, listen, we, uh, we're doing a survey today. We're calling uh, a lot of white households, and we're trying to figure out, uh-huh. have y'all been using the N-word in your house? And if you have, that- how many times are you using the N-word on a daily basis in your house? The N-word? What, what kind of f- survey is that? I don't use the N-word in my house. I got youngins. We don't do that around my house. Have you been using the N-word at your job? Oh, hell no. I, what kind of survey is this? Oh, no, back the hell up. What did you just say? You got what at your job? I got black. What the Look, what business is this of yours if I use the N-word? I pay the rent in this trailer. The organization. I say the N-word if I want to say the N-word. Hey, hold on, hold on. Wait a minute, brother. Now, look. No, you wait a minute. You let, called me. Hey, hey, let me explain something to you, sir. We're do, all, all we're doing, all we're doing is a survey. Now I will tell you this: we do have surveillances at your place, and we will be trying to figure out if you are in my trailer. We we will be t- dictating. Uh, uh, we will be trying to figure out if you're using the N word. Let me tell you something. Let me tell. You, if I won't say the N word, I'll say the N word. I don't want to say it. If I find some surveillance in my trailer. I will come and kick your black people's association. You hear me? You know who you with? Uh, this you Lester Tucker, ain't you? You got right. I'm Lester Tucker. Why? Why you want to know how many times I say the N word? We're trying to get a survey on it, sir. That's what we're trying to survey my. You just trying to start some. I'm with. I'm Curtis Walking with Black People of America. I don't give a hell. I don't give a who you are, Curtis Walking. Sir, why are you calling my house? Sir, I'm just here to ask: Have you been using it, and have you been using it at your job? What did I tell you? I don't use it in my house because I got kids. I don't use it at the job because I got black people that work for me. Okay, I th- don't want to run them off by calling them names. Okay, well, when you go down to the club by yourself, are you guys in there using it? Now, come on now, be honest with me. Are you guys in there using it? Man, let me tell you something. I don't know what the f- about. But it sounds to me like you said, look, I got black neighbors, all right? I ain't, I ain't like that. I ain't like that. Okay, well, let me ask you this. When you just, when it's just you and them, them good old boys, when it's just y'all, are you using that N-word? Well, let me ask you this. When it's just you and your, and your hoodlum little buddies, do you, I mean, what the, what the hell do you call white people? You, you use the word? I have not used the word, sir. Oh, why did, why you use I, I want to get like I tell you. I don't know who the hell you are, sir. I'm doing the, I'm doing this. the survey here. I'm, you I don't survey, survey my. All right. Why will white people of America? How about that? See, we can't have our own association. Oh hell no! You're calling me, uh, calling me, asking questions. Okay. Uh, I just got one more thing to tell you. Are you familiar with Williams? Yeah, he works for me. Well, this nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by. Williams. <laughs> you all right, man? You got kind of riled up, man. Well, man, you wait till, you wait till I see that, brother. He told me. He said, he said this white guy is going to go off. He said, trust me, he does not use the N-word, but just act like he's been using it, and he's going to go the hell off. <laughs> you wait till I see that, man. That's some that <laughs> me money anyway. <laughs> hell, you wait till I see all right, Lester, calm down. Hey, I got to ask you, man, what's the baddest radio show in the land? Let me tell you, it's the Steve Harvey Morning Show, and you know how I know? Because them black guys that work for me have that <laughs> playing every morning in my company. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Huh? Somebody say uh-huh. something, man. Huh?
That's how you shut black history down right there with Lester Tucker. I love that dude, man. <laughs> like you say, that's how man. you're ending Black History Month. Yeah. That's how I'm ending it. We as if it's it on shutting a... down Black History Month. Yeah, exactly. As, as if you're ending it yeah, on a high <laughs> note or something. What? That's a high note to end on. Black History continues for me. Oh, my God. <laughs> you said that so, yesterday. I don't you celebrate oh, March, too. Just... You're making history yeah. tomorrow, too. I'm going to be black tomorrow. <laughs> Did you all March have... <laughs> As a matter of fact, black up. <laughs> Did you all have any more uh, black history facts that we may have missed? No, surely they don't. Yeah, yeah. Do. yeah we do, Carla. Let got? me put this. Let me put this black history out there. Baltimore Comedy Factory. The nephew is coming to town. I will be there late tonight, which is and then Thursday it jumps off. And I'm calling Thursday night singles night. So all you single ladies yeah. and all you single men, come hang out yeah, Thursday yeah, I night. I got one. You gonna be black? Tell me, you gonna be black? I'm gonna be black at okay. the comedy factory. <laughs> what you got? Uh? Okay, here's here's what I got. Okay. This is a little known Black History moment. Mm-hmm. Snicker okay. Wilson. <laughs> Snicker this, Wilson like the was candy the first book? black person uh-huh. at a white club to have a white person mispronounce his name. Uh oh. And he thought he said something else. <laughs> and what you say? Yeah. <laughs> off of there. <laughs> I knew, I knew that this was coming yeah. off. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's great to be here tonight. Guess who we have here tonight? Yeah. <laughs> and Snicker went up there and started whooping his ass, and nobody knew why. It's just Snicker was talking. Yeah. And in between drinks, yeah. he thought the white dude said something else. Okay, I asked for it, didn't I? Uh, he was so the Steve. first person ever in a white club, 1929. Up in, in a white club. <laughs> no, what was he at? Uh, he was in Brooklyn. He wasn't Brooklyn? in Harlem. He was up there. Uh, Sinatra Nim was performing. Who named their kid Snicker in the and first place? Snicker Wilson was having a drink laughing, uh, and a white dude announced that he was here, and Snicker misunderstood and ran up on that stage. He didn't hear that and ass. Whooped his ass for about five minutes. White folk didn't know what was going on. He had a lisp, Steve, the white dude. Yeah. <laughs> hey, she's Jimmy's. Sticker. Wilson. Wait. Wait, I got a lisp. Wait, what? What? Say it again. Ladies and gentlemen, Sicker Wilson. <laughs> brother right. Turner. <laughs> and Charles. Because he had a speech. list. Yeah. This is the last day of Black History. Oh, it's okay, Kelly. Kelly. This is what? how you do it. Uh, Kelly, man. it's yes. okay. It's what, we, it's what we're here for. Oh, man. I love that. Sicker Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> one i think we all know this brother here though who james anthony brown jay jay better known as jay anthony brown yeah we know mm-hmm. jay yeah yeah well jay is the first person to ever lie about his age just so he could keep working <laughs> what are you, what are you saying jay anthony brown is the first person we know to ever change their age just so they can keep working jay ain't really 65 what? How old is he? Oh, about younger. 110. Oh, no, he is not. Yeah, no, yeah. Don't nobody hands just automatically dry out, sure. 
AARP has asked Jay to please quit calling down there. He has used all his benefits. <laughs> We've never had anybody use more benefits oh, from this program than you, sir. Jay, oh. But shout out again to Snickers, please. Man, Snickers. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a dignitary shit in the building tonight. Come on over, Skipper Wilson! <laughs> All right, coming up at the top of the hour. Wait. He he talking to me. (laughs) Come on up, Snicker. (laughs) Coming up at the top of the hour, as I was saying, uh, today's Strawberry Letter. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Before we get to today's Strawberry Letter, did you guys hear this? Um, While slamming the sheriff's deputies who didn't engage the shooter at Stoneman Douglas High School in Florida uh, earlier this month, President Trump claimed that he, he, the president said this, he would have run to the school, into the school himself, even if he didn't have a weapon. He lies. Man, please. But, uh... Come on now. But then White House Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders walked back Trump's uh, imagined, we have to say imagined heroics. She said, I think he was just stating that as a leader, he would have stepped in and hopefully been able to help. But that's not what he said. Yeah, that is definitely not what he said. Well, no, he he meant what he said, Mm -hmm. except he wouldn't have done that. Yeah. No. Come on. Rich people don't run into the line of fire. Now, parents in there had been outside and their baby was in there. Oh, oh, that school would have been full yeah. of parents. Yeah, that's, that's true. Some people yeah. going to run in there about their kids. Yeah. yeah. You could believe that. Yeah. Now, I can't see Trump running into nothing. Nothing. Come on. No. And, Steve, did you hear this, that uh, Trump, President Trump has already named his campaign manager for his re-election bid in 2020? I ain't got no problem with that. Yeah, he's already named him. He is no um, Brad Parscale. Brad Parscale, he's a digital and media uh, digital media and political strategist. He served as a digital media director for Trump 2016. So there well, let go. me tell you something. If the Democratic Party That's right. don't get themselves together, Come on. he going to win again. Mm-hmm. Because right now, the Democrats are doing the same thing the Republicans did yeah. to Obama. They spent eight years hating everything about him that they didn't prepare a candidate. And if the Democrats don't smarten up and learn from this lesson, I got that you got to call him on everything. I ain't saying you shouldn't. Go ahead and do that. But if the Democrats don't smarten up and prepare a candidate, this man going to win again. Yeah. He's already preparing to. I'm telling you, we've got to prepare a candidate for 2020. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. And we got to start looking at them right now and start getting them in a position and start saying the right things. Start collecting your money because let me tell you something, they're going to throw some money behind Trump. Oh, yeah, the NRA. Um, Bakari Sellers said he knows he would get in trouble for saying this. He says, but I'm going to say it. He said they, they're they too old, the Democrats. <laughs> he said Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and uh, um, Bernie Sanders. There, huh? Yeah, he says, yeah. you know, they need younger, new life, breathe, telling new truth. life into the Democratic Party. He was He's saying that. Yeah, Look, it's it. what I said to the audience yesterday, because I have a lot of millennials that come to my show. Right. And I just okay. had to admit, I love millennials because I love my kids mm-hmm. because they keep me relevant. Mm-hmm. Man, they say stuff to me, man, that I don't even be thinking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They keep you relevant. These young kids in Florida, 
they going they gonna to do something. Yeah. The Democratic Party, we don't have a prepared. Bernie Sanders can't run. No, Hillary can't run. No, Hillary can't ever no. run for anything again. No. They wow. can't. Bernie can't run again. We didn't even know if he was going to make it to this one. You always said that. You, <laughs> you said you that. You can't keep looking at this man banking on yeah. FOMO. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, Joe Biden is a great choice, but even he, he even I I don't know, even he, he at this point. It? Yeah, even at, exactly, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They yeah. got to do something, man. All right. We we have to move on. Take us to the letter. What is Stacey Dash running for? <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk, we'll talk about, about, about that it a little situation. later. Yeah, okay. we'll talk about that. Okay. All right. Take All right. us to Buckle the letter. Buckle up. Hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is. The strawberry letter. Subject, fifth time's a charm. Dear Shirley, I listen to your show all the time, and I laugh at some of the letters I hear. However, looking at my own life, I realize that I need to write a letter my darn self. My damn self. That's what it says. The letter say write a letter my damn self. Say what it say, man. See, Steve just said it. Steve just said it, okay? She say what she want to say. She she don't say damn. She doesn't say damn. I don't say it on the radio if I do say it. <laughs> Go ahead, Shirley. Anyway, yeah, let me finish. I'll fire right Stop off when I ain't supposed to. <laughs> See, I'm a married man of six years. I love my wife. I have since we both said I love you for the first time. I made a promise to her and myself that I would never betray her. Well, I did anyway, several times. Yes, that's right. Like all the other cats out there, some time ago, I cheated with a few women. My wife knows about my exploits, and we've since been to counseling about it. She has forgiven me. She has since forgiven me and moved on enough to produce our first child. I look at him, and I am terrified that in addition to his father being an adulterer, he will end up just like his father, weak in the ways of relationships. What I did is a total lack of appreciation for my wife and all she has given me. As far as I know, she has strayed. As far as I know, she hasn't strayed, but if she has or ever does, I don't blame her and probably wouldn't be mad if she did. What really scares me is I can't stop looking at other women and wanting what I can't have. It's uncontrollable. It's a serious problem. I haven't done anything since the incidents, but it's getting harder and harder harder to resist the urges. Recently, after speaking with a psychiatrist, I found that I have bipolar disorder uh, slash borderline personality disorder. It explains explains why I have sudden euphoric bursts and uncontrolled energy and destructive low points. I have medication... And a treatment program, but it doesn't help me with the fact that I hurt the one person on the planet that loves me completely. I don't know what to do now or where to go to make amends or to take away the guilt and regret. Please help me. My brother, thanks for writing. You know, I guess I, along with so many other women in the world, we really do not get why men cheat. We don't get why you guys can't keep it in your pants. But here's what I do get about your letter. You did, you admitted it. You guys sought help together. And the best thing for you of all of this is that your wife has forgiven you in spite of all of this. And and she's moved on. She had a baby and everything. But you can't seem to move on. You know, you're even thinking negative things about your son one day being a player. 
You know, we're not doctors. We're not psychiatrists. We're none of that. We have our opinions and we give our advice on these situations. But, you know, you've had counseling. I think you need more. You've seen a psychiatrist. You've been diagnosed. You have prescriptions. You have your meds. Everything's in place for you to now do the right thing. Uh, You know, if there's nothing else medically wrong with you, and there might be, I don't know. Um, You know, but that's the hardest thing sometimes to forgive yourself, even if family and God have forgiven you. So I say you can change if you really want to. You know, if you really want to change and you don't want to be stuck where you are right now, you know, just stop. You can stop cheating. 12. It's not that hard. Is it? Well, men? Well, we'll be back and coming from a man's view. I'll tell you all about it. I will let you know about it. All right. uh, We'll have part two of Steve's response coming up at 23 after the hour. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, come on. Let's get to part two of your response to today's strawberry letter. If you want to. (laughs) We do. (laughs) Mine right. Okay, here we go. Here's the strawberry letter. (laughs) Fifth time a charm. Dear Shirley, I listen to your show all the time. How come he didn't say Steve? Well, what's up? No. Oh, he didn't want my. Nah, I don't he's know. Scared of, he's scared oh. of your reply, big dog. I don't know. Oh. You say Shirley? I don't know, oh. boo. No, boo. Well, that changes things, then, booet. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Shirley, I listen to your show all the time, and I laugh at some of the letters I hear. Hush, show. However, looking at my own life, I realize that I need to write my damn self. See, I'm a married man of six years. I love my wife half since we both said I love you for the first time. I made a promise to her and myself that I would never betray her. Well, I did anyway, several times. Yes, that's right. Like all other cats out there, some time ago, I cheated with a few women. My wife knows about my exploits, and we've since been to counseling about it. She has since forgiven me and moved on enough to produce our first child. I look at him, and I am terrified that in addition to his father being an adulterer, he will end up just like his father, weak in the ways of relationship. What I did was a total lack of appreciation for my wife and all she has given me. As far as I know, she hasn't strayed, but if she ever has or ever does, I don't blame her. And probably wouldn't be mad if she did. What really scares me if I can't stop looking at women and wanting what I can't have. It's uncontrollable. It's a serious problem. I haven't done anything since the incident, but it's getting harder and harder to resist the urges. Recently, after speaking with a psychiatrist, I found that I have bipolar disorder, borderline personality disorder. It explains why I have sudden euphoric bursts of uncontrolled energy and destru- I can't stand this letter. And destructive low points. <laughs> Crazy letter. I have medication and a treatment program, but it doesn't help me with the fact that I hurt the person, one person on planet that loves me uncontrollably. I mean completely. I don't know what to do now or where to go to make amends to make to take away the guilt and regret. Please help me. Ah, uh, okay. I hadn't even noticed that in the letter, but let's just start <laughs> at the bottom. Cold crack it. Mm-hmm. Crack it, crack it. He Come says he done went and got help about this problem. Yeah. He done went to a psychiatrist and find out that he has bipolar disorder, borderline personality disorder. What that is? Oh, now nah, that's it now. <laughs> oh, that's why men cheat now. <laughs> Because everybody bipolar, borderline personality disorder. You all are crazy. Nah, which explains why I have sudden euphoric bursts 
Oh, that's what we going to call that, too. <laughs> it's a euphoric burst now. And he's now taking medication and in the treatment program. Oh, you can do that now. Well, Mr. Dude that went on and fell into the system with your stupid ass, let me inform you of a few things. First of all, you can get up off the psychiatrist's couch because you ain't bipolar slash borderline personality disorder. You don't have sudden euphoric burst. And you ain't got no medicine and a treatment program that's working. You like sex. That's what you got. You like sex. You like having it. And you like having it with damn near everybody you see. Say it on. That's really your problem. Play-o, ain't play-o. no medicine or no treatment for that. Right. And you can't get that. Now, you're going to let a psychiatrist sit you and tell you that. And that explains <laughs> your sudden euphoric outburst. <laughs> well, I wish I wasn't on the radio so I could really tell you what them euphoric outbursts is. <laughs> Just because you thinking with the wrong body part. Uh-huh. That's what's mm-hmm. really wrong. Until you decide as a man to honor your commitment, the promises you make, until you say you're going to keep the promise, you can get up off the couch. You can quit taking the pills and you can quit going to the meeting. Until you say <laughs> you're going to honor the commitment to this woman that you promised her you would make, you can get up off all that. I don't care what nobody says. You can bring Dr. Phil on here. You can bring Dr. Feel Good on here. I don't care what nobody say. Until a man make up in his mind that he is going to keep his promises, you can forget all of this here. And the statement you make, yes, that's right, like all the other cats out there, right. I cheated. Hold up. First of all, all men don't cheat. And Come let on, me talk, tell you talk. why men that's cheat, right. and let me tell you why men don't cheat. First of all, men do not equate sex to commitment. We never have. The sexual part has nothing to do with commitment at all. Speaking truth, Sex to us outside of our relationship don't mean nothing to a man. Now, ladies, you probably sitting up there, how could it not? You have such an intimate act. It's an intimate act to you. Mm-hmm. It ain't to him. It ain't. Me and Don, what he got at home ain't got nothing to do with what's out there in the streets. That ain't how a man look at it. Mm-hmm. That that thing over there don't mean nothing to me. What means something real. to him is at real. the house. I'm just telling you the truth. You ain't got to like this answer. This is just how men think. Mm-hmm. So when a man go outside the house, he think as long as he taking care of home, he cool. Secondly, cheating is a taught behavior. We are taught this from the early age. Look at videos. Ain't no dude in there with one girl. Dude in there with a whole lot of girls. <laughs> you taught by your brothers, play the field. You taught by your mother, play the field. Don't just You ain't got to be just hooked up with her. You need to date around. Every woman tell it to her son. Let a young boy, 16, come in the house talking about, I got this one woman. She the one for me. I'm Boy, you don't know nothing about you, but just go on a date. Everybody feeds that to their children. Everybody I know. Now, if somebody in there talking about you 16, that's the girl for you for the rest of your life, go on, y'all settle down. If somebody teaching that to their kid, I have yet to hear it yet. Cheating is a taught behavior. It is something that boys are taught the whole lot of time. And it is your First foray 
into this thing called glory. Mm. All right, listen, Steve, we got to go. Coming up in about 10 minutes, LeBron, Philly, question mark? Hmm. What? Philly. LeBron ain't going to Philly. He ain't going to Philly. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. The Oscar. One more time, Lee Cleveland. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) The Oscars are this weekend, and uh, the movie Three Billboards is nominated. I saw that movie. It's a great movie. But here is the kicker. The city of brotherly love, Philadelphia, decided to do a scene from the movie. The 76ers posted three billboards in Cleveland along Interstate 480, Steve, to entice LeBron James to leave Cleveland and come play for the 76ers. The billboard has a picture of LeBron and four blue jersey numbers to match the the sum of the 76ers players. No. Now, you got the Super Bowl. <laughs> the Eagles. The hell. Why all this tension in your mind? No, we're not having that. He all we got. Now, Philly, you got a Super Bowl, and I was pulling for you. Yeah, What you you're not going to do is get the Super Bowl and then take LeBron. I'm going to be through with y'all ass. Y'all have won a Super Bowl. You got the Philly. Yeah. We coming up there. You got the big afternoon, that light skin boy, jumping all out the damn Jim Simmons. What you're not going to do is get LeBron. Joel now, I'm putting my foot ben down Simmons. right here. You mad about this oh, one, Steve. No, hell yeah. No, hell yeah. Hell yeah, but Baltimore came and took our damn up, football Steve. team. Then they went to the damn Super Bowl. We ain't been nowhere. <laughs> you ain't taking another Leave sports it. franchise from us. No damn body. All right, again, the billboard has Sounds a picture. Sounds like, damn that billboard. Quit talking about it. It has a picture it's of LeBron, though, Steve. Yeah. I don't and care. four blue jersey numbers to match the sum of the. I don't give a damn. You can take the billboards down. <laughs> Listen to me. Listen to me. You can put my big leg ass up on them billboards. Yeah. Your That's what? all you're going to get. Put you what? put my big lip ass up on them billboards <laughs> with them numbers up there next to my lips and mustache because you got me on 105 WDAF, but you're not you going to get LeBron. You got a piece of Cleveland up there. You ain't getting no damn more. You got some Detroit up there. You got Frankie Darcell. You're not yes. getting no more. Quit being greedy. You got a Super Bowl. <laughs> Sitting up in here now, you want LeBron too? <laughs> Steve, have you spoken to LeBron about this? At I all? ain't got to speak to LeBron. I'm talking to Philly. <laughs> now, if you get LeBron, we want the big African and the yellow boy. You <laughs> <laughs> gonna have all three of them? I want big ass Dabib and Simmons. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. We are not. I am home. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Okay, oh boy. but Shirley, you were trying to tell Steve they yeah, have three the billboards. billboards. Yeah. Okay, it ha- one has a picture of LeBron and four blue jersey numbers to match the sum of the 76ers players. Complete the process, the next billboard says. Trust the process. <laughs> Listen, Steve. And the third billboard says, it just says it, Steve. Philly wants LeBron. <laughs> Straight out. Damn it, what you Straight think out. Cleveland wants? <laughs> Philly want LeBron. L.A. want LeBron. Houston want LeBron. Everybody want LeBron. Who don't want LeBron? Hell. New York want LeBron. I did not know The Pelicans want LeBron. All the Spurs want LeBron. Golden State will take LeBron. 
<laughs> Golden State greedy ass will take your <laughs> ball. They got everybody. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm not getting nothing else. I'm sick of this right here. We're not going to discuss this little damn <laughs> man, don't want him. So, Philly, take all them punk-ass billboards down. <laughs> and don't let me hear no more about these billboards. <laughs> Another That's damn word about these billboards. Philly want LeBron. Ain't that about nothing. <laughs> Great well, America God. want Obama, but he gone. <laughs> <laughs> that is true, though. Say that, that again. What Philly wants? He wants somebody from Cleveland. Who would you give? Who could they have? Who can they have? Yeah, just just tell who they can have. Um, we got two water boys. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not getting LeBron. <laughs> All right, yeah, sh- dare I say it one last time, that third billboard? <laughs> Philly <laughs> wants LeBron. <laughs> Three billboards. That's a good no movie. On this show. What? Excuse me, what you say? You're not going to say that no more on this show. I don't care what Philly <laughs> with they greedy ass. You didn't want a damn Super Bowl. That's a different sport. Yeah, this uh, is basketball, hey, Steve. Basketball. Same city, though. No, it's the same city. You can't keep well, taking stuff from us. You can't have one title person. We got score. a baseball team that can compete. At least they could. They make us think they're going to do something. They but, got to the damn Super Bowl. But I Steve, mean, to the World Series. What yeah. if LeBron wants to go? Anybody ask LeBron what he wants? <laughs> LeBron, Cleveland this ain't about what LeBron wants. <laughs> it's more of us in Cleveland than it is. It's one LeBron. <laughs> It's a whole lot of us. Give the people what the people want. Now, LeBron going to find, hey, listen to me now. LeBron going to mess around and piss off black folks. See, white folks was mad before. This time around. Oh, you make us mad, it's different. What's going on? You mess around and get your little damn car turned. (laughs) Steve, don't say that. Don't do that. LeBron, now listen to me. In all honesty, there's a possibility he could leave. Mm-hmm. But it ain't well, you know, it, it's the business. And I yeah. really free agency. Technically, uh-huh. Technically, if I was him, uh-huh. I got to go where the money is. Uh-huh. Is it about money still at this point with him? It's always <laughs> always Everybody. about money, Shirley. Just asking. I mean, I know he still has loyalty and love for Cleveland. So well so, so what is Philly putting up billboards? <laughs> <laughs> You know, he loved Cleveland. You know, <laughs> you know, you know, we so show about all this loyalty and love. What is the billboard? Hey, listen, coming up at the top of the hour, I don't think we're finished with this conversation, but coming up at the top of the hour, uh, we're going to talk more about basketball. The Golden State Warriors were in Washington, D.C. yesterday. We'll talk about that when we come back. I know they better not have been at that White House. They was at the White House. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, we're, we're still on this basketball thing. Uh, the Golden State Warriors were in Washington, D.C. yesterday, and as you know, the traditional champion's invitation to visit the White House was never granted from President Trump. Uh, remember, he took the invitation back, and it didn't matter because Steph Curry, head coach Steve Kerr, Kevin Durant, and uh, all of them uh, didn't want to go to the White House anyway, so there. 
Uh, so instead, yesterday, the Warriors spent the day in Washington, D.C. with local children from the D.C. area. Uh, Warriors star Clay Thompson said yesterday, we're not going to politicize anything. We're just going to hang out with some kids, take them uh, uh, to an African-American museum, and hopefully teach them things we learned along the way and some life lessons. Uh, we'll still be getting some great mem- memories. That's good. Yeah. Oh, that's Very cool. good, yeah. I mean, how do you extend an invitation and then take it back anyway? Because that's when you know how ain't nobody you, coming. So you don't right. Want to yeah, you how don't do you tell uh, women that you're going to grab them by the pee and become president? Mm-hmm. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you claim that people on both sides of a protest in Virginia, one of them was Klansmen, uh, skinheads, mm-hmm. white nationalists, and white nationalists. And why do you? And how can you say there's good people on both sides? Yeah, yeah. Well, how can you be in a hate group and be a good person? I, I'm confused. Yeah, we can ask those questions all day, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's because he's drained the swamp as he promised, and filled it with all new creatures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we want Bush. We want Bush. We never thought I'd hear that. We want Reagan. We want Reagan. Never thought you'd say that, did you? Mm-mm. Nixon. One of them right now, won't you? Bush was at home said, I'll be Nixon. Nixon. Watergate. We want Washington. I like Nixon, though. Listen. Now, Nixon was one of my coolest dudes. I love him because he just tried to lie the whole way out. Yeah. I am not a crook. Till he resigned. Okay. Now, switching gears, Kim Kardashian's sister, beauty mogul Kylie Jenner, has uh, just had a beautiful baby girl, okay? Her name is Stormy. Well, Mm -hmm. Kylie uh, got a push present. That's what they call uh, uh, presents they give to new moms, push presents from her baby daddy, hip-hop artist Travis Scott. She got a Ferrari LaFerrari with red interior and the butterfly doors, you know, the ones that go up. Uh, the sticker price runs at $1.4 million. Even Kylie's famous sisters, who flaunt an extravagant lifestyle on social media, think that Ferrari is uh, too much. They think it's a bit much. Now that she's a mom, the family believes 20-year-old Kylie ought to tone it down a bit. Uh, source told People Magazine, quote, everyone thinks it's the most ridiculous gift ever. Kylie has been obsessed with cars. She likes to show off her wealth. And, uh... <laughs> I- I mean, this is like her third or something Ferrari. Didn't um, her ex give her a couple of Ferraris on her Tiger. birthday and stuff? Yeah, Tiger. Tiger. He gave her a couple. But did you get a push present from your husband, uh, Carla? Just asking. Yes, I did. A Prada bag, not a Ferrari. <laughs> push it, girl. Push that bag. Push it, Carla. Yes, you did. I did. A Prada bag. Yeah, a Prada bag. bag. Yeah. <laughs> Any more questions? Yeah, it was cute. <laughs> Thank you, baby. That's all. I don't Thank think you, I got baby. a push present. That's all. I, I didn't get a push present. You didn't get a push present? Uh-uh, I didn't get one. Nope. Okay. You did? Mm-mm. I didn't get one. Ask the guys that they give yeah. you a push. What did you guys give? Did you give uh, Mark? I've never heard of that. Well, you know, it's new, kind of, too. My first kids was born. I was so damn poor. For the push gift I bought, I bought two onesies down at the gift <laughs> Oh, the hospital? They were $32 a piece. My mama talked about me so bad. 
You don't buy no onesies for no baby out no gift shop at the hospital. Them same ones is just two dollars at Walmart. Oh, That's right, Mom. Yes, Tommy. I bought her a stroller so she could push the baby. That's not for That's, her. It's not a That's push. for the baby. Yeah. You have to. What did yeah. you get? Your baby mama, your wife. For having the baby. Yes. What I'm po- I didn't get her nothing. What, well, you what? owe her. Yeah. I didn't I get anything. For, <laughs> she the one wanted the baby. <laughs> no, but she couldn't do it without you, crazy. So I did my part. <laughs> all that she went through, all the pushing. Right. I was there when she was pushing the whole time. I was right there with her. Push, and a push, push. present is a gift Breeze, to say stop. thank what? you. Yeah. I got nothing. Why am I telling her thank you when she the one wanted the baby? <laughs> this fool. Jackie wanted all these damn well, kids Well, at least you got a bag, here. Carla. <laughs> 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 all right. Uh, <laughs> Tommy, you just brought this up. Stacey Dash has yeah. filed paperwork to run for Congress. The actress (laughs) best known for her role as Dion in what? Clueless. Clueless. Yes. (laughs) Will run as a Republican for a seat in California's 44th congressional district, which comprises the city of cities of Compton, Watts, San Pedro, and North. Yeah, North. You're trying to get the black vote. What'd you say, Steve? I didn't hear you. Ain't nobody vote for Stacey Dash down in Compton. <laughs> what about what? Come on. <laughs> oh, she ain't never been down there. <laughs> them polls closed. Two votes. <laughs> <laughs> Her slogan, now she does have a slogan. She's preparing. Uh, she is a Republican. Her slogan is Dash to D.C. Clueless. <laughs> That's not in there. It is Dash to D.C. Stacy tweeted, formal statements coming. For those mocking uh, for the district I live in, uh, open your minds. It's time for me to put up or shut up, and I want to serve great people. Stacy ain't never been there. Stacy down in Living Compton? No. Stacy ain't she... never been there. Stacy down in what? Stacy don't know the way to Compton. <laughs> Do you know the way? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She well, said I guess she in her mind, hell, she been done away with it. <laughs> what, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, entertainment news. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard about this, but despite divorce, uh, two people that we know and love, uh, Dwayne Martin and uh, Tisha Campbell, uh, no. have decided to call it quits. Yeah, Dwayne Martin says he and Tisha are forever family. Forever family, they've officially split. In case you missed it, Tisha, re- Tisha recently filed for divorce after 22, 22 years of marriage. Uh, the couple wow. have two children together. Yeah, it's really sad. And I in a statement, they were a cool couple, oh, man. Really cool. In a statement uh, via Twitter, uh, um, Tisha said uh, she's asking for people to respect her family's privacy during this painful and emotional that time. She also added that her future ex-husband, Dwayne, said they are family forever. Very sad. Yeah. Man. Mm. 22 just years on my of show marriage. Too. They're talking about a Martin yeah. reboot, too. All, yes, yeah. they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, divorce is really <laughs> hard. Yeah. It's, it's hard, hard. Especially yeah. with children involved. Mm-hmm. It's very, very hard. Um, very you know hard. who else is divorcing, too, Shirley and Carl? No, who? Oh. Uh, Marlena and Curtis. They... 
Y'all don't know them, but they in Third Ward. They after y'all respect their privacy as well. Third Ward in Houston. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Are these Marlene your neighbors, uh, Junior? No, Marlene and Curtis. No, I, they just two people I know that just getting divorced. They just oh. asked. No, okay. Same. I didn't know if this was some little known black history that we. No, because no. <laughs> a lot of people getting divorced, they want their privacy respected. Yeah. You know, and uh, my aunt Agnes and Uncle Willis uh-huh. is calling the crits after sixty-eight years. That's six, no. six, eight years. Yeah. No. How old are they? And, uh, <laughs> they in they uh they eighty something right now. Man. Yeah. So but, uh, <laughs> she said she wasn't washing him no more. <laughs> you really have and, a problem uh, with that. Just, you know, sit over there and just his ass could rot for all she can. <laughs> so she wants a divorce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's out. Now, she just gonna leave. They don't have nothing to split. They asking for anybody that can chip in to get the seven hundred and fifty dollars where they can file paperwork. Just, they they going. They got a GoFundMe account that their granddaughter set up for them to get a divorce. It's only gonna cost seven fifty. There's no assets. Mm. Why can't she just hire a home health care person? She said they had assets, but then he sat on here so long till it now requires washing, and she don't even want that no more. Really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of divorces, sure. Wow. Everybody so we need to yeah. go down. It ain't just Tisha and Martin. So it's no. some other yeah. divorces. Jennifer Aniston yeah. and her husband. Yeah. She probably still love Brad, too. That's what they everybody wants what them, thinks, her and Brad, to get back together. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Ladies. Brad is single. Yes, Tommy. Yes. If you win, get Jennifer Aniston for uh, Angelina Jolie. But nothing. For nothing. I wouldn't have left Jennifer Aniston. Period. Period. Oh, you if y'all husbands it. get sick, y'all ready to wash? And through sickness, sickness and, and health. health. That's health. what the vows yeah. say. Yeah. Rich or poor. I've already How many washings do you think before? <laughs> what, oh, Steve? You I've what? already you told her. We got to have money for somebody to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to be able to do that. And then got the budget. Yeah. I just yeah, you have to, to put it. that in the you budget. You got to wash your baby, I'm not going to be able to do that and then carry you to dinner. You gotta wash Steve, your baby. I love man. how you keep it real, though. I do. I love how you now keep I'm just it real. I'm sitting over there watching everything. I got to touch now. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't say that in the vows. So it don't what, say, to it touch that? sickness and health. It ain't say nothing about required washing. Right. It does not say <laughs> that. It does not say it that. I'm going to stay with you when you're sick, but I'm not going to wash. I'm with you when you're right, and Steve you, Harvey. Yes, you can. <laughs> You know, my, my grandfather did that with my grandmother. He washed it and everything. So my grandmother back, all them rolls on it. Ooh, pop off. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, we'll be back with more of the Steve Harvey Morty Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right. Uh, bowing to public pressure, Delta Airlines announced on Saturday that the airlines was dropping its contract with the NRA for low-cost low fares for members flying to the group's annual meeting. While the announcement pleased the student activists and those pushing for gun control, as you know, Delta has its headquarters in Atlanta. It's been trying to talk uh, Georgia's Republican-led legislation into giving it a tax break on its purchase of jet fuel, which could add to up to tens of thousands of dollars. Former Republican Senate uh, State Senator Rick Jeffries, who is now running for lieutenant governor, tweeted, if Delta is so flush that they don't need NRA members, hard-earned dollars, they can certainly do without the $40 million tax break, $40 million tax break they're asking uh, Georgia taxpayers for. 
uh, current lieutenant governor and state Senate President Casey Cagle uh, also had a threat for the airline, tweeting, I will kill any tax legislation that benefits uh, Delta unless the company changes its position and fully reinstates its relationship with the NRA. See, that wow. corporations That's can wow, file, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Listen man. to me. That's yeah. foul on so many it's, levels. It is, man. Steve. It really That's is. That's all. So, so you all. can't stand up for something righteous mm-hmm. without the fear of losing discount a, a business and all of this here. That's so foul on so many levels. That's mm. how much money the NRA is paying, folks. Yeah. You have no idea how much money. How many of these politicians they got in their pocket? And that just goes to show you how many of them are stuffed so deeply into the NRA's mm-hmm, pocket. Mm-hmm. That's why we can't get the gun laws changed. They support the candidates. The candidates win, and they're beholding to the NRA. Yep. That's what it is, you know? So now they're trying to attack Delta Airlines. Yeah. Man, man, let me help you understand something. It's finna get ugly, man. Because the NRA can't pull that many strings. It, it it can go badly for them if enough people stick together. Well, it has to do with voting for sure. Just like Carla just said, it has to do with voting. We have to vote. We have to. Mm. We have to vote. Now yeah. more than ever. Yeah. Because we have to get these gun laws changed. We have yeah. to. And they're kind of backpedaling now. You know, yeah. it, it was big when the kids were out there, you know, the students from Parkland, uh, high school mm-hmm. in Florida when they were out there, you know, when you could see them on the TV. But now it's, you know, each day we don't talk about it as much, you know. And and that's oh, what the, the students were afraid of. Man. Yeah. Huh. What'd you say, Carla? That's what the students were afraid of, you guys, because they go back to school today. Yeah, today. Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And they were afraid that when they went back to school, their protests and their marching and their they're wanting change would lose momentum mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? because so they always do you know the momentum is high when the incident happens now it's almost two weeks and it's starting you know to slowly reach you know not the lead story anymore mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah wow. it's crazy i know well, steve you've been saying it's about money and power you yeah. keep saying that but they're still you having think- their march though on on the 24th of march right they're still right. having that march on Washington, the students. You, you think the airlines are back down? Huh? Uh, no, because let, let, me, let me explain something to you. Uh, they want you to believe that the NRA has 14 million people in it. But the NRA claims to have only 5 million members. Mm. Coming up, our last break of the day and Steve's closing remarks. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, our last break of the day. Just one more thing, your closing remarks. You know, normally my closing remarks, I uh, try to take some time to encourage people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But today, I'm going to step away from that. These closing remarks ain't about nobody but me today. These closing remarks is a song that's dear to my heart. And if I was a lounge singer, this is the song Mm. that I would want to destroy. (laughs) J. Anthony has murder the hits. This is called do the damn hits. (laughs) Roscoe Wallace singing Brenda Russell's Get Here. 
I don't know how this going to go. It's just something I always want to do. So let me go on it. I'm going to go get Roscoe, Tommy, <laughs> if you don't mind. I'd like an introduction. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you've never seen the legendary, put your hands oh, together yeah. because he Noody. is here. The one and only Noody. Roscoe Wallace. Noody, Noody, Noody. <laughs> What's up, Tommy? What's going on, Roscoe? How what's going doing, on, man? baby? <laughs> Junior. Oh, Roscoe, my hero. My man, what's going on with <laughs> you? Ain't nothing, man. Hey, what's going on with you? Hey, Roscoe. How you feeling? Been you, a minute. Y'all you, 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 been going for a while. You feel, have you developed any feeling for me? <laughs> Roscoe. Any at all? I'm married, Roscoe. I'll take, I, don't, I don't want your hood. <laughs> I just want you to have some type of feelings for me. At, just in any way. Summer hangs some hope on. I love your music, Roscoe. Well, girl, come on, love. That's in the air. Yeah. That's good. Well, we know who don't care about me, but she anyway. What's up, Carly? What's up? You got that right. Hey, Roscoe. <laughs> ain't nothing wrong. Y'all ain't got to have a hater. <laughs> ain't nobody hating on you. What you you know what they say? You know what they say? Hey, hate will make it greater. <laughs> Whatever. Listen. What? I know Steve normally do closing remark right here, but he couldn't think of nothing. <laughs> So, that's why he kept it 100. That's why. You've been serious every morning, you know. Uh huh. Yeah. So, you want to do something special for the This goes out for the ladies. I was watching Steve talk show yesterday, and this lady said she can't find nobody on Tinder. Well, a man in the audience was saying he was having trouble meeting women at a gym. She lived mm-hmm. in New York, he lived in LA. I on said, Well, Tinder. why don't y'all get together? She said, but we stay so far apart. Mm-hmm. And I started singing this song yesterday. Okay. And boy, let me tell you something. I bought the house down. He did. So I just wanted to give it to you. This is Get Here by Brenda Russell or Lee Adam. Yeah. Mm. Whoever you want. Mm-hmm. You can reach me <laughs> by railway. You can reach me by trailway. You can reach me on an airplane. You can reach me with your mind. <laughs> you can reach me by caravan. Yeah. Look at him. Across <laughs> the desert like an Arab man. <laughs> I don't care. No, I don't. How you get here? Get here if you can. Here we go. You can reach me by sailboat. Come on. Climb a tree. This is love now. Climb a tree and swing rope to rope. That Tarzan right there. <laughs> Take a sled and slide down the slope uh-huh. into these arms of mine. Sing it, Roscoe! You can jump on a speedy coat. Woo! That's a horse. You're feeling it. Cross <laughs> the border on a blaze of hope. That's an immigrant. <laughs> I don't care how you get here. Just get here if you can. <laughs> there are hills and mountains 
between us. That's to a Trump bill that wall. Always something to get over. But if I had my way, <laughs> come on now, surely you, I need you closer. You can win, surf into my life. That's probably going to be a white man. <laughs> Take me up on a carpet ride. That's somebody doing drugs. <laughs> you can make it in a big balloon. Right, right. But you better uh -huh. make it soon. <laughs> you can reach me by a caravan. Yeah. I said this before. Yeah. Cross the desert like a Arab man. Yeah. I don't care. I see. Uh -huh. I, I don't care. Come on, Crenshaw, Crenshendo. I see. I, I, I don't care how you get here. Yeah. But get your ass. <laughs> your Chocolate. Huh. Huh. Uh, hey, man, you got to give some more heat. Well, let's say it so right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We, we got to go, Roscoe. That was great. Thank you for having me. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be making it. I'll be in one week on the coals I would have hit. So you get him. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old, unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit SteveHarvey.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Geico knows there are many reasons why you ride. From the exciting adventure of the daily commute to the peace of mind that Geico always has your back with 24-7 access to claim service and legendary customer service. But Pamela Mund had one reason in particular. My skin is extremely averse to most fabrics, except for the soft, buttery feeling of leather. Thankfully, I found my clan of leather lovers in the biking community. It's been life-changing. Geico Motorcycle. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Weight loss. It feels like a constant cycle, like my body's always working against me, pushing back on all of my progress. I learned that anytime I lose weight, my body tries to gain it right back. Finally, I discovered it's not entirely my fault. I know healthy eating and exercise are important, but they may not be enough. So I talked to my healthcare provider about whether a prescription medicine could help me lose weight and maintain it. Together, we made a plan to tackle this, a plan to help lower my risk of future weight-related health issues like heart disease. Join me and make a change for the better. Talk to your healthcare provider about treatment options to manage your weight.